0: All right, get well. We are in a brand new series, Don't Waste Your Work. All right? I don't want you to waste your work. We spend so much of our lives engaged in work. Why would we want to waste it? All right? We want to embrace it. We want to love it. We want to get everything out of it that we can. But many of us, our approach to work Maybe because of the circumstances that you you might be in right now, your goal is just to get through work. And and let me get to the end of it, let me get to the fun, let me get to the rest. But I wanna challenge that thinking, not only today, but this whole month, that we don't wanna just get through work, we don't wanna waste work, we're gonna get everything out of it that we can. And here's the the simple rule of thumb, if we don't wanna waste work, is we're gonna look for its purpose, and its potential. In your work, in my work, whatever it might be, there is purpose in it that God wants to do something in you and he wants to do something through you. And there is great potential in it that God may just want to do something great through you in your work. I mean, maybe tomorrow, Monday is coming and you're thinking about, you know, the responsibilities and the task and the things that you got to get through. But perhaps God has a, a divine appointment for you tomorrow that he's going to do something great in and through your work. And we don't want to miss it. So here's what happens when we, we miss the, the purpose and the potential of our work. You know, we can find ourselves kind of on a scale. Some of us, let me get a show of hands. You, you love your work. All right, just a few of you. <laughs> and, and when we love our work without the purpose and potential in it, really all it is is it's a paid hobby. All right, I get paid to do something that I like to do. But maybe you're on the other scale, and, and I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand because you just revealed yourself, and I don't want to be depressing. But some of us, we're just getting through our work, and because we don't enjoy it, we see it as a necessary evil. All right, I got to get paid, right? We want to get through the work to do what we really want to do, to find what we really want to be about. Or, or maybe you're in the middle somewhere and it's not something that you're just like dreading and it's a necessary evil. But maybe it's just, you know, I don't want to be bored and it's a way to pass the time. All right, maybe some of you are retired and you've got a job where you just, you're just going to pass the time. But wherever you might be, whatever season of life you're in, whatever your work is, I want to challenge you to see the purpose and the potential in it that God still wants to do something in and through you and there's potential for great things when we give our work over to God. But we all know that that's way easier said than done, right? Sometimes you got just a crummy job and it's hard to see the purpose and the potential in it, right? right? Turn to your neighbor and say, have you ever had a bad job? All right? Now, turn to your second choice on the other side. Ask them, have you ever had a bad job? I don't know about you. I know for me, I've had a couple of bad jobs, right? I've, I've had jobs where I literally had to climb in dumpsters and clean them out. Uh, I've had uh, jobs where I had to clean Uh, outdoor bathrooms, like I've had some gross and bad jobs, but there's one job that's probably the worst job I ever had. When I was in college, I had a job working at one of the, the bookstores on campus and literally every single day, my job was to come in and move books from one stack to another. I would come in and I would move books from one end of the warehouse to the other. And then I would come in the next day and my boss would say, oh, I need you to move those books back over to the other end of the warehouse. Uh, and it was really hard. And just be honest with you, it's hard to find some purpose and potential and that kind of work. But looking back on it, I, I realized the negative attitude that I had on it, whatever opportunity was there to, to be an impact to the people around it, I completely missed it. That even in that work, there was an opportunity to be a blessing, to to bring a purpose, if not in the work that I was doing, for it just to be a platform for me to impact the people around us. And I completely missed it because I wasn't looking for what God wanted to do in and through that work. If there was a lesson for me to learn, I completely missed it because I wasn't looking for what God wanted to do in that work. And I don't want you, you might be in a terrible job, but I don't want you to miss what God is doing in and through work. Sometimes work is just hard and we need to encourage each other. We need to pray for each other to see God in it. Now, today is is kind of a a special day for us uh, in our community because this last Thursday and this coming week, many of our students went back to school, which reminds us of some of the people who impact really all of us. You got a hard job. All our teachers, all of our school administrators, you've got a critically important job that sometimes is really hard. Right? And, and I know that, that you do a really good job of not trying to let it show and, and not let it get out, but sometimes you just, you're dreading Monday. I remember over the, the last several months when some things were happening in our community and I, I began to have some conversations with many of our teachers and many of our administrators And just to kind of get a feel for like, what are you experiencing as you go to work? And here's some of the things that I was getting back. Uh, Fear, anxiety, uh, I'm overwhelmed. I'm not sure if I'm making a difference. We want to make sure that teachers, administrators, we are with you, supporting you, encouraging you. So here's what we're going to do. And It's kind of cool that it landed on this series that we don't want to waste our work. We want to pray for you. Uh, so here's what I'm going to do. If you're a teacher, if you're a school administrator, if you'll stand. I know you're in the room. I see some of you. So. <laughs> if you'll stand and all the rest of us, if you'll extend a hand uh, and let's pray for them as they're going back into schools and the, making a huge difference in the life in our community and, and many of us as well. So let's pray. God, we thank you for the work that you've given these people who are standing right now, these teachers, these administrators who are impacting children and teenagers and students throughout our community. God, we know sometimes it's a hard work, but what a difference they make, Lord. So we pray specifically for encouragement for their spirit. We pray, God, for wisdom in how they do. We pray for excitement and passion in the work that they do. God, we pray for clarity and godliness in their character, God, that they would impact the students and the people that they work with for your kingdom. We pray for their protection, God, we pray for their comfort, knowing that you are with them each and every step, even in the hard stuff. Lord, and we pray for your anointing on the work that you've called them to do, that it would not be done in their own effort, but you would do a mighty work in and through them. God, and we pray this in Jesus' holy name and the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. Can we give a hand for our teachers, our administrators? So grateful for the the important but the difficult work you do. And many of us have a difficult work. Many of us realize, man, like my work is hard. But what we want to do is we want to see it through the lens of what God intends our work for. So here's what I want to suggest to you, whatever your work might be, maybe you're a stay-at-home parent, maybe uh, you're a professional, uh, maybe you're a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer or, or whatever your work might be. I want you to understand that in the lens of God, what God intends for you is that work is a gift. Now, you may find that hard to believe right now, whatever your work might be, but I want you to understand with God, Work is a gift. So let's take a look at what God has to say about our work. We're going to start off in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. So God is creating everything. He's made man and woman. And then we pick up. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image in the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. So God is making everything. He's bringing it together. Then he makes humanity in his image. We're gonna come back to this in a little bit. We are imagers of God. We are reflecting God's character and nature in the world. And God says, as an imager, as a part of of reflecting me in creation, here's what I want you to do. I want you to subdue the earth. I want you to rule over it. I want you to care for it. In other words, he's saying, I've got some work for you to do. And I want you to notice two things about the work that God gives Adam and Eve because they apply to you and me as well. The first is this, is that God designed them for the work that they were to do. It was specifically curated for them to do in creation. The second thing that I want you to notice is that it was connected to the work that only God can do. There are certain things like bringing life, bringing meaning and purpose, bringing redemption. Those are things that only God can do in the world, but the work that he gives to us that's designed for us is also connected to the work that he's doing. So here's what I want you to hear as God breathe life into you as he brought you into this world, there's a work designed for you to do. Meaning the work that God gives you, you are able. Which means for us, there's some things that we need to throw out. We need to throw out the, the victim mindset that it's everything's against me. We need to throw out laziness. We need to throw out uh, uh, bad attitudes as we go to work. There are things that God has given us you are able to do because of God's working in and through your life. But I also want you to know that your work is connected to the work that God's only doing. Why does your work have purpose and potential? It's because there are things that only God can do that he's connecting to what he's given you to do. And so as you go to to your office or as you go to students, as you go to school, as you go to whatever your workplace is, there's a work that you're able to do that God's given to you that's connected to what he wants to do. And I don't want us to miss that. It's a critical element of our work. And it leads us to a truth that many of us miss, and if we miss it, we find ourselves in a very dangerous place, and it's this, is that the purpose of work is even more important than where you work. But how easy is it for us to get fixated on where we work, especially when things go off the rails, when things get hard, when things are frustrating, when things are difficult? What do we look at? Oh, well, it must be where I'm at. That must be the problem. And we start to identify things like, well, if I just had more resources, if these people around me would be different, right? Like, would it would be awesome if it weren't for the people. And we look at all the things about where we work, and we miss that there's something more important than where we work. It's the purpose of where we work. Because I will promise you, even if you are not in the place where God wants you and you need to be somewhere else, and you move from where you are to where you wanna be, but you don't engage the purpose, all you've changed is geography. And what we tend to do is we bring our problems with us, they travel. And I don't want us to miss that the purpose of our work has to be priority over where we might find ourselves, Because it may be that you are where you need to be and you're missing it because you're not embracing the purpose. Or maybe you do need to be moved to a different place. You're not wired for where you are or God has something else for you. Perhaps though you're missing the lesson from where you are that's preventing you from going where do you wanna be and where you need to be. Or, or maybe because you're not embracing where you are now, you're not positioning yourself to move forward or letting God prepare you to move forward. And so what we need to do in our work is realize I need to be faithful now where I'm at here until God takes me there. And we spend so much time focusing on there and on the future that we're not faithful here. And so we're not letting God position us for the next step or prepare us for the next step. So let's realize and embrace there's a purpose that's bigger than the where, so I'm gonna be faithful here until God takes me there. And let God pave the way for me. Because even in the here, even if it's just a stepping stone for where you want to be or where you need to be, even the here matters because God has a purpose and a potential for your work. And I want us to understand that every day matters. Your Monday matters because there might be something God wants to do in your Monday. And every person matters because every person matters to God. And every action matters because it might be the action that propels you into God's plan for what he has for you. And so let's embrace the purpose and the potential for the here, even if it's difficult. Because what did God say to us in in Genesis 1? What did he say? We're gonna create humanity in whose image? In God's image. We are imagers of God. It's a verb. We are imaging him. We're reflecting him. We're pointing the world to the God who made us. And as we do that, there are two elements of God, two characteristics of God that are going to shine through our work. I don't want us to miss it. If you're taking notes, here it is. As part of imaging God in creation, we work to do what? To bring, number one, order. And number two, care. To the world around us, order and care. In other words, in your work, even if it's hard, even if it's not fun, you can allow God to work through you to bring order. Meaning, you can help make things right in your environment, in the things around you. You can help make them right, make the world a better place as God works in and through you and your work. But we can also bring care. Meaning we don't just focus on the task, but we focus on the people. How do I live my life and do my work in such a way that I'm focused on being a blessing to the people around me? You wanna find the purpose and the potential in your work? Look for these two things. God, how do I make the world right and bring order? And how do I care for others, bless others, my coworkers, my boss, my customers? God, how can I care for them? And here's what I know, God is that when I'm doing this and when I'm lined up with you and I'm stepping in with you to bring order and care, because I'm an imager, because I'm what? I'm in Christ, which means Christ is in me and you're shining through. Lord, I begin to embrace something greater than just a task. And my whole work will begin to get transformed because here's what happens as we embrace this. It's not just that goodness comes into your work, but all of your work gets completely transformed. Now, how do we do this? Well, what we have to do is we have to embrace work through the lens of grace. Paul talks about this in Ephesians chapter 2, verses eight through 10. This is what he says. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not by works so that no one can boast, For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. Now let's leave the scripture up here for a second. I want you to notice the progression. Where does it begin? With God's grace. God's grace moves to you, in you, through you. It's made available by Jesus what he did on the cross and when he rose from the dead, when he sent his Holy Spirit into the world, he's making this grace available to you and me. And when we receive that grace by what? By faith, there's a transformation that happens in me. I am, I'm not only saved for heaven, but I'm saved for the work that God has for me today because what does he say? God has a work that was created for me from the beginning of time. That the, the work doesn't precede the grace, but the work comes from the grace. And when I see it through the lens, everything I do begins to get transformed and it changes everything. And so that's what we're going to talk about this month. And and over the next three weeks, we're going to look at three different aspects of what this grace does to our work. Next week, we're going to discover that because of grace, work gives me the opportunity to bless others. Two weeks from now, we're going to see that because of grace, work develops me and who God wants me to be. And then that last week, we're going to see that because of grace, work is an incredible opportunity to worship God. But to see work this way, we need to transform our view of it and see it through the lens, not of earning something or a responsibility or, or a task, but see it through the lens of grace that doesn't just bring goodness, but it transforms the whole thing into the goodness of God. And for today, I I want you to begin to just stretch your imagination of what God's grace can do for your work. And let me say it this way grace changes a chore to a calling. See, number one, grace is going to transform why I do my work. It's not just for a profit, but it's for a purpose. That God is. Got a plan that he wants to live out through my life, through my work. And number two, it's gonna change how I do my work. That it's not just trying to get something from people, but I get to bring something to people. Listen, if you wanna be set apart from 99.99999% of the world's population, change your mode of, of being and working. Rather than trying to get things from people, focus on bringing things to people. How can you do that? Because of the grace given you. All the value, all the purpose, all the security, all the power, all the wisdom you need to be faithful in this world is given to you by God. What if instead of trying to get those things from people, we brought them to people? It change everything. Now, here's one thing, though that we need to understand. I I don't want to do a bait and switch because we all know work is hard sometimes. Work is no fun sometimes. And the reality is, is that even as you see work through the lens of grace, there's still going to be things that are hard and frustrating and not fun. It doesn't mean that all goes away. But here's what it does mean, is that even the hard parts of work are a gift. you might say, well, Jonathan, how in the world can the hard parts of work be a gift? Let me show you. Let's go back to Genesis. But jump ahead a few chapters to Genesis chapter 3, verse 14. So this is after sin. So notice, in God's creation, work enters the picture when? Before sin. Before all the problems began, work came as a gift for you and me. But then sin enters the picture, and what happens? So the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, you've deceived Humanity, because you've done this, cursed are you above all the livestock and all the wild animals. You will crawl on your belly and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And I'll put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. To Adam he said, now here's, here's where work gets hard. Because you listened to your wife and ate fruit from the tree about which I commanded you, That sounds pretty terrible. I want you to notice a couple of things here as we close out. There are two curses. Two curses resulting from sin. There's a curse on the evil one. There's a curse on the ground. There is not a curse on you and me. Now, there are consequences for sure. But there is not an irrevocable curse upon us. Rather, there's a consequence that you and I have to walk through, but redemption available on the other side. And so God says to Adam, listen, I commanded you, you were responsible. I commanded you to, to obey me, to trust me, and you chose not to trust me. So your consequence is going to be what I gave you as a gift, the work for you that was easy and enjoyable is now gonna be difficult and you're gonna struggle And you're going to toil in it. You still have to do it. It's part of what I designed for you. That doesn't go away. We're still designed for the work and connected to God's work. But it's going to be difficult for you. But even this is a gift. And and don't miss this. What I know about you and me is that if our work was completely satisfying and fulfilling, we would never turn to the God that we need to save us. God designed in the consequence of our sin a pathway for us to be drawn into the one who can free us and save us and redeem us. And when work gets hard I want us to remember that this is the path to come back to God. This is the path to pray. This is the path to listen. This is the path to lean into the Holy Spirit. This is the path for me to ask God to transform the work because without God, there is no satisfaction in it. Without God, I'm just living for the weekend. Without God, I'm just living for retirement. Without God, I'm just living for the vacation. But when I'm in Christ, because of his grace, it's a path to transformation. I wanna encourage you as you embrace the work that you have. And listen, it's not just a paid work, all the work that we do, whatever that might be for you in this season, embrace it and look for the purpose and the potential for what God wants to do. Because you and I, if we've said yes to Jesus by faith, you know what we are? We are in Christ. And collectively we are the body of Christ sent into the world to bring transformation for the kingdom of God.